Actually, that I want to share with you that I just found out. I'm listening. No, it's not that news. Stop making that face. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I okay. just said, I'm I know. So I just saw your eyes get big and it's, I don't, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. It's, it's not that it's something else. So, okay. um, so Sims is this, uh, organization, you, you know, Sims here in Austin, yep. it's, um, the mental health arm of, of ham, the health Alliance for Austin musicians. Mm -hmm. And I have been, been benefiting from Sims for several years now. They, um, make, uh, therapy affordable for me and for other people, um, other musicians and other people working in the music industry. Um, which is super cool. It's something I really believe in and they've been, um, not doing so hot lately. Um, like they don't have enough funding and stuff, but, um, Hmm. they just approached Dwight and I to do a live stream, like benefit show with some other artists. And that's going to be on Friday, May 8th. So we said, yes, I'm very excited. And we're donating every bit of it to the Sims foundation. Awesome. Yeah. And in addition to that, they also inquired if I might be interested in being on the board for Sims. You guys, Patty loves a board. (laughs) She loves any organizational structure. (laughs) I do like structure. Um, I do like to know. I don't necessarily have to make decisions, but I do like to be in the room when people are making decisions. So I know what's going on. (laughs) So I can be in the know. Um, uh-huh. I'd much rather be on this board than my HOA board. Cause that's real boring. And this board is probably boring too. Cause boards are boring. I, I, I bet, but, um, I'm passionate about mental health and that's what they're passionate about. And so I'm, I'm honored that they even just, that they even asked. I don't know if, I don't know if it's a responsibility that I can take on. I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if I can be a beneficiary of Sims and also on the board at the same time. Seems like it might be a conflict of interest, but anyway, I gave them my email, so they're going to email me, but I'm just honored that they even considered. That's awesome. Do you own a blazer or are you going to need to buy one? I have a blazer. Um, It's kind of more of a stage blazer than it is like a business blazer, but I mean... They're asking a musician to be on the board, so I, I think it would be appropriate if I, appropriate if I showed up in like stage attire, just like crazy, <laughs> like sequins, head to toe. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely what you wear on stage. Can't wait! Can't wait! I, to I mean, see. I, I mean, I, I used to, I used to wear tiny shorts that were covered in sequins. I and I still have them because it's not something I'm. My eleven-year-old has those shorts. No, 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 no. Well, she might have her own. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I yours. definitely still have mine. Cause I won't get rid of them. They're too cool. Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe that with well, the blazer, some penny loafers. I don't actually know what that is. Penny loafers. They're, they're like shiny leather loafers that you can slip a penny into. No, okay. no, I'll Google Somebody that later. Google it. <laughs> Send Patty a picture. <laughs> I'll Google, Google that later. <laughs> Make a list. 
Make a list. I'm so good at lists. Okay. Anyway, just wanted to share that. I'm, I was just, I'm com- I'm still high from it. I'm a little excited. I'm smiling. That's really awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I want to talk about secrets. Okay. Today. Wait, hold on. Okay. What was that? I just have feelings tonight and they come out my mouth generally in like weird monkey noises. <laughs> it's appropriate. You've got a banana right there. I've got so many bananas. These feelings about secrets. These are just feelings from, from the day. All of them. Just all. Yeah. I went down like a quotes wormhole and books are really my best friends. And then like reading books by, or quotes by my favorite authors about secrets. Then I was having like all kinds of feelings. Do you have any good quotes? Oh my God. So many, but I'll, you're going to say, um, um, yeah, I'll start us off. Okay. I'll start it off. Okay. So this is, this is a, a real good one. Um, Okay. Shame needs three things, three things to grow exponentially in our lives. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. Mm-hmm. That's by Brene. Love Brene, Brene Brown. Brown. This is another one. That's so good. Oh, and I have feelings when I read it. You have to keep breaking your heart until it opens. Mm. That's by Rumi. Rumi. Mm-hmm. Do you have feelings when I read that? Anyway, we can talk about our secrets now. <laughs> yeah, I did have feelings when you break it until it opens. Yeah. Like the breaking is the hurting, but the open is the good is the good stuff. Is the that breaking is the hurt the hurting and the opening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a coconut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can't though, you can't um just the same way you can't really have pleasure without pain. Like you can't have mm-hmm. lightness without dark. Mm-hmm. I think that is speaking to me also. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Secrets. Mm-hmm. How You're, do you feel about secrets? Uh, I feel kind of, I feel fine about them. I mean, I have them mm-hmm. and most of the secrets I have are secrets I'm allowed to have. I feel like I'm allowed to have them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're allowed to have them. Okay. I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to have, I mean, most of, I mean, most of what goes on in my head is a secret only because I couldn't possibly share it all with you at all times. My brain is constantly, it's constantly <laughs> working, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, I do think though, that for every secret that I have, there's at least one person who knows about it. Yeah. Because to truly keep a secret all to myself can be really hard. Yeah. See, I think I'm the opposite. I think I keep, uh, like the real secrets. Nobody, 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 the real ones. <laughs> Did you like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are you also have fake ones. I don't have fake ones. I just have like some that have gravity and some that are just like I mean, I keep secrets like people keep canned beans in their pantry. Like 
I just stock up on them, even mm-hmm. like even little ones, just to keep myself surrounded by some uh, safety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's impenetrable if someone can't know me. And then I'm like, ha ha, fuckers, you don't know me. To Are my husband, secrets- who's like, sorry. <laughs> Do you also keep those secrets, uh, from your therapist? Um, I mean, she knows current secrets, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know, um, old stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old stuff is locked deep, deep away in like a pyramid in Egypt. You know, it's like you swallowed the key. It's deep. Mm Mm-hmm. I like swallowed the body that that those secrets were in, and she's yeah. like inside me, like. Ah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> there is one secret that my therapist doesn't know about me that I actually told you about the other day, and I will say that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think you put truth serum in something that you gave me while I was at your house because they just. I mean, they were just. I mean, I told you one secret and then I was like, oh, I feel like a little weight lifted. And then I was just like, what else can I tell you? And I just kept telling you secrets. <laughs> but so between now and then, then and now, do you feel a shift in the like, I do. Oh, I got some shit off my chest. And I I'm do. Not, I do. Yeah. I kind of feel like I came home. So I'll, t- I'll I'm going to tell you guys the secret that I was like really super ashamed that my therapist doesn't even know. I'm telling you guys something that my therapist doesn't even know. Okay. That's how much I love you. Um, but after I told this to you, Sally, I went home and I, I was feeling, I was still feeling lots of feelings when I got home that day and I was Mm -hmm. telling my husband about it and he made me feel so much better because he started. So my secret is that I used to steal things with kind of a regularity, not, uh, not things of like, generally not things of any real value, just kind of s- mostly stupid stuff. Did you say irregularity or no, regularity with regularity? Like I okay. did it, like I did it kind of a lot, all okay. the, kind of all the time for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I got kind of good at it. Not that that's something to be proud of, but it's in my past and it's no longer something that I struggle with. But, um, when I told my husband, well, first of all, when I told you about it, you were like, yeah, everyone does that. (laughs) And I was like, and I also, I also said, yeah, I already knew that. And you were like, what? (laughs) I didn't, apparently I told you at some point and I didn't remember telling you that. I guess that's just a testament to how much I love you. I just tell you my deep, deepest, darkest secrets. Or how often I poison you with. Yeah, exactly. I'm always at your house. So maybe you do, (laughs) but I went home and I, I was telling Kevin about it, my husband, and he just started going, he just started like giving me like a laundry list of times in his life when he stole things, just like, Hmm. just like so many, so many times different, mm-hmm. different things, different moments in his life that he could recall stealing and not just when he was a kid, like young adult stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but he was like laughing during the whole thing. He wasn't ashamed of it at all. And it just seemed to me like the longer I held it in, 
the bigger, like the bigger it felt, the heavier it felt, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe secrets are like that. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. why I have to tell someone at least one person so they don't like eat me alive. Mm hmm. I agree. But I think you also scattered yours around. Like you don't invest. You don't put too much in one person. No, definitely not. You can't give one person that much power over you. Oh. Yeah. You have to spread them around. So not, so yeah, I mean, that's a smart, smart thing. I'm just being smart about it. it, It's so smart. It's so so rational and (laughs) planful. It's good for the apocalypse and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I think, so Patty and I were planning for this podcast like over a week ago. And so there's been some like development, right. From when we started talking about secrets to now. So, I mean, I feel like the catharsis of you opening up and telling me that that day. Cause so Patty came over to check something. Oh, check my mic or something. Mm-hmm. And while she was here, <laughs> she just, you were just like, God, you, well, sometimes you show up at my house and I'm like, okay, come sit down and cry for two hours. Cause, yeah, I know cause you can you tell, to you do. can just like see it on my face. I'm like, have you eaten anything today? And you're like, yeah, I had a banana or whatever, you know? And then you're just like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think, you know, I wasn't trying to pull anything out of you. I could just tell I know how, how scared you were. Like you just looked so like, Oh, I have to do something scary and I don't want to do it, but I need to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you did it. And then you were like, Oh, okay. But it was a really sweet, it was really sweet because you were opening up a lot to me, which I didn't know was possible for you to show me more. Oh, cause I, cause you've seen so much already. Right. <laughs> yeah. The well is, you the well is deep. <laughs> so many pockets. Yeah. <laughs> so many pockets that mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, let, let's look at this one. Yep. I'm like, what? What's oh, behind okay. this door? <laughs> yeah. But it was very, yeah. Enlightening and yeah. Sweet. Mm. Mm. I'm glad you think so. Well, and you're totally normal. And I think we've had so many conversations where you come out to me as being like, you're like, I have this terrible secret to tell you. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it could be like, I feel like it could be like, sometimes I don't wear socks with my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, and then you're like, and then my feet stink. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, most the things that stay in my head, they're not really that bad, I guess. But I think mm-hmm. that they're bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, perfectionism. Like, I don't want to, like, I maybe that's what it is. Like, I don't want to let people see that I make mistakes or that I, like, make bad choices or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all make bad choices all the time though. And I, I mean, I say that like openly to you. So all the time and to my, like my therapist is like, why'd you get a dog? Oh, cause I make bad choices. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that's accurate, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> accurate. So, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Can you tell as a therapist, when you're seeing your clients, can you tell when they're keeping things from you? 
Yeah. Sometimes. Generally. But I mean, it's the moment that we had in my kitchen the other day is usually like that where someone you can, I can tell you can tell like they're about to like sell something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and usually if I just sit quietly enough and hold the space for them enough, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I, I've got nowhere to go, you know, and especially in my office, it happens a lot in first appointments where people will show up and be like, ah, I've never told anybody a lot of this stuff. And I don't really want to know if I talk, want to talk about it, but, uh, and then if I just sit there quietly Mm -hmm. with like, I shoot laser beams of love out of my heart at them and just wait patiently. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they'll be like, but I need to tell somebody and I I think I'm going to tell you. And then it's before you know it, time's up. And I'm like, okay, we're going to need to wrap up now, mm-hmm. but put a pen in this t- for next time. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like another appointment? But I can also tell when my like regular clients I mean, I think I can, but who knows? Who knows yeah. what people are hiding from me? I've had people, I've had clients come out that they had been using like the whole time they'd been with me and I didn't know using illegal drugs or mm-hmm. drunk in sessions, which I didn't know. And hmm. I know crazy. I can also tell when my children are lying to me, which well, is I most can, of the yeah. time. You can pretty much assume that you're, the, they're lying. I wonder, mm-hmm. God, they, they must have so many secrets. Kids have secrets. Mm. Most of it involves candy and poop. Right. But, but again, most of my secrets also involve candy and poop. So I feel like that's, mm. I have one involving poop. Just, one? I don't want to really, I, yeah. <sighs> one that I can, that I can recall in this moment. I have one for sure. Okay. And I'm, I'm not sure if I've told anyone that, that one, mm. I don't feel like I mean, talking feel about like... that one today though. <laughs> Okay. Are we going to play two truths and a lie later? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. You want to revisit that and see Let's how Let's revisit feel? it. We did get okay. a lot of submissions. Um, yeah. That I feel like, check into those? yeah, let me, let me dive into one. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this long one first. It says, okay. Hey, Patty, band fan and patron Naomi here. Anonymous anonymous isn't really my thing, but I'd love to weigh in on the secrets topic. She says, thank you, Sally, for being Patty's new partner in this endeavor. Just as a warning, my story is long and pretty heavy. I had a good friend who died a few years back. He veered his motorcycle off a cliff and died from his injuries very quickly. He had talked to me twice the week before he died and, and was very different. He was the type of person who always had a plan B and C to be excited about when plan A didn't go well. However, he told me he was tired and done, which was so unlike him, and it worried me. I most likely was the only person he reached out to in this time. When I saw people posting RIP on his Facebook a week after our talks, which was a traumatic way to find out about his death, I lost it. I instantly knew he did it on purpose. The findings at the crash site didn't give any clues as to why he'd run off the road, and he didn't leave a note. All of my friends and family were painting him as this always cheerful person, and his death was such a random tragedy. I knew the truth, though, and was instantly isolated from everyone he loved. I knew it wasn't my fault, and there's not anything I could have done to stop him if that's the path he decided on. 
Although I carried no guilt, I was flooded with anger, anger that he left me alone and isolated with his secret. I didn't go to his funeral because I knew I wouldn't be able to handle it. He threw the best parties, so for the next few years, 4th of July, Halloween, and New Year's Eve, they just didn't feel right. It was a constant reminder that not only was I alone without him, but also felt alone in a room full of people, people who loved him. About five years after his death, my best friend and I were drinking and reminiscing about him. She knew him pretty well and offhandedly mentioned that his death was uh, so tragic, but that he probably did it on purpose. I broke down in tears immediately and told her everything, including that I never planned on telling her. It was such a relief and a weight off my shoulders not to be alone in the secret anymore. I hadn't cried that much in a long time, and it was very cathartic. I never knew how deep a secret could go. It had deep roots in grief, anger, depression, and loneliness. Letting go of this secret, even with just one person, helped me heal immensely. She, de- she then says, Do you have any experience in letting go of secrets and gaining acceptance or peace of mind from it? Not all people feel safe enough or are aware enough to come to terms with their secrets, so I wanted to share my story of having a positive breakthrough and healing. Mm-hmm. So do you it. have any experience about that? Patty? I do. <laughs> First, I just want to say, wow, to hang on to that secret for five years must have been really heavy mm-hmm. and difficult to do mm-hmm. and painful. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that Naomi got to unload that um, onto her, not onto, but with her, not on, yeah, share that, to share the load, <laughs> to share the load of that thought is what I mean to say. But yeah, um, but I can, I can relate because yeah, secrets can, secret secrets can get heavy. And I think, you know, same with like, oh wait, the longer you hold on to it, the longer you carry it, the heavier it feels. I think that's can be true yeah. for a lot of secrets, especially the the really hard ones. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, in cases like that, I think that going to therapy or having like someone confidential that you can confide in is a great option because they're not going to tell anybody anything. You know, I have so many, so many years, 15 years of deep, dark confessions or, you know, unburdening. And there's no reason or interest of me to do anything with them, but just like, you know, digest them and move them on. And okay. Thanks for sharing. Do you think Um, people use therapy sometimes just to have a place to just unload? I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think especially when you're like, it's not like Naomi wasn't, she didn't ask for that secret, you know, and then she, but also she sounds like she maybe would have been shunned if she had shared it with her, her, the family or her friends. And, and so in that sort of instance, it can, therapy is so great. And also when secrets are, you know, have things that involve shame or guilt or, Mm you know, perpetration or assault or like, and things you just, you don't want anyone to ever know, but you can't be the only one who holds them, Mm -hmm. you know, in that, in that case, therapists generally also will like my, I had an old supervisor who would let me call and just like verbally vomit into his voicemail. Sometimes if I had like a, a session about incest or a session about you know, sexual abuse or something. I could mm-hmm. go, I could just call them and be like, I just had a session and we talked about incest and ugh, I just want to throw it up and not take it home with me to my kids. And yeah. And that helped. And yeah. that helped me and that helped the client. And 
it's a good, yeah, it's a good practice. Just, I think. Yeah. Um, my mom was visiting me, uh, last week and she found me in my backyard in my hammock, which is like one of my favorite things to do right now is lay in my new hammock in my backyard. And, um, I was journaling in the hammock and she came out and she was like, Hey, she was, what are you doing? And oh, I'm journaling. Oh, she was like, I, uh, she goes, I tried to do that one time, but it's really hard. And I was like, yeah, sometimes I guess it depends on maybe what you're writing about. She was like, it's just like, she was like, it's very intimate. And I was like, yes, very intimate with yourself. Um, and she was like, I just, it just didn't, just didn't really work for me. I, I was like, oh, why is that? She said, because I don't, didn't want anyone to find my notebook. I, you know, I would, cause a notebook can be, and it can be another place where you can like unload whether it's secrets yeah. or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, she didn't want to write them down because she was afraid that someone would find them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, have you ever thought of writing them down and then burning the pages just so that you could get kind of get it out of your system? And she was like, oh no, I haven't, I never thought of that. Maybe I'll try that. It's like, yeah, you might. <laughs> um, speaking of, I have some pages in my journal that I still need to, I still need to burn. <laughs> not, not yeah. because they're like, not because they're like super secretive, but because I need to like yeah. physically let go of something that was bothering me. And honestly, just yeah. writing it, I don't know. I need to look it up, but, um, my general physician is the one, I mean, I had been journaling before, but when I went through kind of a period of what are we calling it exactly? Adverse side effects, adverse side effects from the uh-huh. antidepressants or whatever. Um, uh-huh. The, ep- the from the episode, <laughs> my general physician, which I love my doctor right now, which is awesome. But she was like, I need you to get out of bed. She was like, I don't care how many times, if something's on your mind, you need to write it down in your journal. And mm. she said that I wasn't allowed to type it. And I wasn't allowed to text it on my phone that I had to physically put pen or pencil to the paper that mm. I guess something something happens mm-hmm. in your brain when you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what happens? Tell me. So I don't know exactly about the like pen and paper, but it's the, if, so we have left, left side and right side, mm-hmm. right. And one handles like emotions and, um, one handles planning. Mm-hmm. And if you have like <clears throat> a big emotion, you can't make sense of it until you validate it. Mm. And so like, if you can't name it or identify it or eat or just even validate it, like have it validated from someone else or just like within yourself, you can't move on and start making sense of it and processing it and storing it where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. You just get stuck in that, the emotion part of it. And so like, like with children, like if children are having a big emotion and you try to reason with them, they'll be like, ha ha, I have no access to that part of my right. brain right now. You're hilarious. Cause I'm just feeling, feeling, feeling. Cause I'm just stuck in the feeling mm-hmm. and I need someone to name it, to tame it. Mm. Right. You've heard no, that. No, I, I like that. Name it to tame it. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. 
your feelings. So you just name it because that, and that's part of the, like, God, as soon as I said it out loud, I didn't feel it anymore. Or as soon as I said it out loud, like it decreased in volume, like 70%. Right. And so that's part of what journaling does is it helps you move through the big emotion you're feeling and then start to organize it in a way where you can process it and not just be like drowning in it. Right. Or just totally blocked by it. Right. I like that. Yeah. If anybody wants to read more about that, I recommend Dan Siegel, Whole Brain Child. You're welcome. Is that the name of the book? Whole Brain Child? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. You're Just going to add it to my list. <laughs> um, okay, I have another one. Okay. Another secret from another person. It says, I fell in love with my best friend. The downside is I was married and so was he. This was the catalyst for a wake-up call I really needed in my life. I've been open about the affair, divorced, and not with my best friend, but I'm now happier than ever. The secret part, I wouldn't change a thing. It's what I needed to learn to love myself. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Lovely. I think that can continue to be your secret Mm -hmm. and it's also nothing to be ashamed about. Maybe it all happened exactly as it was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Chaos. Chaos comes and then it settles. (laughs) That's my wisdom on that. (laughs) Chaos settles. Chaos. Chaos comes and then it settles. It's like the stirring of a lemonade, right? Like when you stir the lemonade, uh, this is a metaphor for meditation, but when you stir the lemonade, like all the particles are swirling, swirling, swirling. But then if you just let it sit, it'll settle. And then you're like, oh, I can see through that now. Yeah. <laughs> like in, I think it's easier to make sense of those things in hindsight. We can, you can look back upon mm-hmm. them. Cause I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the moment, Mm-hmm. That didn't, none of that felt very great. Mm-mm. Or maybe simultaneously it felt amazing and, and terrible. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was in love with a boy in college who never loved me back. Oh, I can't oh. imagine them not loving you back. What could they not love? Oh, so many things. <laughs> I mean, who knows, but so many things. I was always just the like best friend. Mm. Mm -hmm. Burns. Burns. Burns so hard. (laughs) Uh, I believe they call that unrequited love. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure that's what all Fiona's Apple, Fiona Apple's albums are about. Mm -hmm. Cause. mm -hmm. Cause why do I just, because that's all Fiona Apple sings about. It's like, you broke my heart. Motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. In my sadness. <laughs> Have you heard her new album? Mm-mm. Do you love I it? I heard it's amazing. I haven't heard it. I don't, I don't have time to listen to music, but I heard it's amazing. You don't have time to listen to music. When would I listen to music? I don't know. When you're, uh, you know, relaxing with your children. <laughs> <laughs> relaxing. Oh, are you joking? Because yeah. okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I know. No, I know. There's not a lot of relaxing going on over there. 
We listened to the Ghostbusters theme song about 45 times today. Cool. Just that one song over and over. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so I had time to listen to that. Cool. Sounds really <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> so relaxing. <laughs> Do you want to read another email? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. This one says... After three decades together, my husband cheated on me with a much younger woman. Ouch. I'm going to divorce him. Now, out of the blue, a high school ex pops up in my life. I've met a nice guy who is married, but will leave his wife soon, and I've got a friend with a terminal illness. I have significant feelings for all of them. What to do? Go have fun or be like a nun? That's what it says. I love it. Those are the only choices. Go have fun or be like a nun. Yeah. I like how it rhymes. Those are very, it's like a, those are extremes. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, your husband cheats on you after three decades of being together. And now you have an abundance of feelings for other people. I think that must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Follow the joy, follow the passion, wherever it takes you abundantly, right? Abundantly. Abundantly. Soak it up. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, I think Sally and I think go have fun. That's what we think. Absolutely. Or become a nun and have fun there. I mean, whatever calls to you, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Seriously, have fun and then, and then do whatever else you want after. Like nothing is permanent, you know? Yeah, that's just true. Go. Just go. Have fun. <sighs> okay, I have another one. Wait, I'm going to tell a joke first. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you call a rich elf? Mm, what? Sorry. Wealthy. He's so wealthy. <laughs> With like a fuck, you know? Not so, the... Yeah, I hear, I see. I am. Mm-hmm. He's so wealthy. <laughs> I'm sorry. These bring me so much joy. Just like our anonymous contributor and her several love interests. I feel a lot of joy about preschool jokes. So there you go. <laughs> you may be having lots of love interests, but... But do I've you got have lots of wine liners? So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Okay. This one says, I still keep old pictures of my exes. No matter how many times I try to delete them, I never can. I'm not in love with them. And I have no intention of ever seeking any sort of relationship with them again, but sometimes I just look at them and remind myself of a time when I was with someone who loved and accepted me fully. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. I don't think you need to try to delete them anymore. There's, Mm -mm. I don't think there's any shame in Mm -hmm. having them. And I, even, Mm -hmm. even if you are in a relationship now, I don't think there's any reason for you to delete them if they make you feel good mm-hmm. and they can be all j- just yours. But I also don't mm-hmm. think, 
I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on your relationship, mm-hmm. but I don't, I also don't feel like that's something that needs to be a secret, but I, I mean, I guess it depends on the relationship. Yeah. And sometimes people like to, people like, like to keep, keep them. Secrets. Right. Totally. Right. I mean, I have, um, like to have it. I have mixed CDs from a couple of my exes. Um, I don't think they're secret. I mean, I certainly haven't hid them on purpose. Yeah. But I also don't like talk about them all the time. Cause that would be weird. I also don't put them. I also don't listen to them very often because I don't have a CD player, but I have, but I have them and I haven't gotten rid of them. I suppose for a reason because yeah, because they make me feel good. I guess when I look at them, when I, when I, when I find them, when I'm cleaning and I find them, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Aww. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean. And then I put them back those... and move on. <laughs> You're like dusting them with your little feather duster. No, I hate dusting. Oh, I hate dusting. Oh, so I don't, I don't do I that. Feel- I, that's a secret that I didn't know. I figured it's, you had like the mitts and the like, you would put the mitts on trip and like, uh, <laughs> just like drag them around. I don't yeah. like dusting, but I also don't like dust. So sometimes I dust, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, I have mixed CDs from one of my very best friends and they say, Sally has feelings. That's what they say on the mixed really? CDs. Yeah. Because I'm such a like deep, dark locked away cave that my friends used to try to make me like have emotions by making me mixtapes to evoke emotion. Was, uh-huh. Mm. Fuckers. They're like, stop it. Did it work? Yeah. <sighs> yes. Sometimes music can do that. <laughs> music can do that. Your, your music always makes me have feelings. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like music can validate feelings. Yes, probably. You know, like, uh, like if you're sad and you listen to something that's sounds sad and it's like in a minor key and it helps Mm -hmm. like facilitate a cry. I feel like that can be validating or like when you hear something and you're like, Oh my God, how did they know exactly what I was thinking? And they said it in the lyrics. So beautiful. You know, the lyrics, they're just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about your lyrics. Thank you. Because they're so beautiful. I cried during your live stream the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, the kids were fighting and Ryan was yelling, and I was just like on the couch sitting with a bunch of unfolded laundry crying. And I was like, this is a normal day. This is a normal day. <laughs> kind of is a normal day right now. <laughs> it was a normal day. <laughs> Uh, except you and Dwight were on the TV and mm-hmm. I was like, yay, that was a really successful thing for us. I'm, I'm so glad we did it. And I'm so glad we're going to do some more. Mm-hmm. It was really enjoyable for us too. I'm Just so saying. glad. I'm so glad my kids were annoyed that you weren't saying their names between every song. But mm. I was like, I don't think that's realistic guys, but it was really hard to keep up. It. Yeah. It was really hard to keep up. <laughs> With all the comments that were happening on the live chat on the stream. Zoe uh, did text me. Oh, did she? Yeah. Like, like right as it was starting. uh, And she was like, it sounds good, Patty. And I was like, and I hearted it. I sent her a little heart right after. It's funny. (laughs) I love that she has a phone. I love that I text with an 11 year old all the time now. It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I've got uh, I've got another one. Okay, I've got two more. All right, this one says. This one says, I cried last week for the first time in 10 years. Whoa. I mean, I haven't cried in the last 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> this person goes on to say, I'm not sure what bothered me the most, the fact that I cried or the fact that I cried because I was worried over someone who doesn't need me to worry about them. Huh. I cried over someone who doesn't need me to worry about them. Does that mean they feel unneeded or does that mean they feel unloved or unconnected? Can you decipher that for me? Mm. I cried last week for the first time in 10 years. I'm not sure what bothered me the most. The fact that I cried or the fact that I cried because I was worried about someone who doesn't need me to worry about them. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that person is feeling disconnected. Maybe that, Mm. I just thought maybe it's a parent. Yeah. Who like, or a child of a parent who's misbehaving or, you know, being unsafe. Yeah. Like how my parents are being, or Mm. my dad's being unsafe. Is he? Oh, I mean, he's a boomer. Yeah. He's like, I just stopped in target to go to the bathroom. I haven't haven't done anything (laughs) unsafe. Like dad, why are you going to target? I forgot to wash my hands, but it's okay because I licked them clean. Yeah, it's all right. It's I totally licked the fine. Wall. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a white male, Sally. There's nothing going to happen nothing. to me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, Dad. Yeah. I mean, it. So, I mean, I think at heart, it's it sucks to have emotions about someone who doesn't reciprocate, uh, even yes. if. Like unreciprocated, un, what is that? Unrequited, unrequited love. Yeah. That unrequited love or also just like caring about people who are just like, care. meh. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sorry. You just reminded me of something. So, so tomorrow's my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, we've been married now for four years, but together for like nine, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, but okay. So here's the thing. I didn't do anything. Oh, and neither really did my husband. I feel fine about that arrangement. (laughs) I really do. Um, but so my husband, he, he went out today and he like, he, we were just taking some space cause we need to take space cause it's hard to come by right now. But so he, mm-hmm. he went driving and then he came back and I, he was apparently, I could tell he was thinking about something and he told me, he was like, you know, tomorrow's our wedding anniversary. And I was like, oh yeah, like a week ago, I noticed that it was on the calendar. Like I knew it was coming up, mm-hmm. but I mean, Typically, in a normal scenario, not during a global pandemic, we would probably just go to dinner. Like, I think that's what we've yeah. done in the past. Like, we'd probably just go to dinner mm-hmm. and, like, maybe have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. But we don't really make a big to do, or rather, I don't really make a big to do about things like anniversaries or, or frankly, birthdays, too. 
Um, and he was like, you know, uh, our wedding anniversary is coming up and I'd like to do something. And I know that you don't really care about those things. And I feel like, I feel bad because I can tell that he wants me to be a little bit more enthusiastic Mm -hmm. about the anniversary, but I don't know. It's just like, I care more about like the day. Are you scratching something on your desk? Oh, sorry. Yes. (laughs) I'll stop. Is it making lots of noises? Yes. I'm probably fidgeting with things because you're uncomfortable. I'm I'm uncomfortable and I'm off the cuff here, but (laughs) I don't know. I do. I I really, I don't make a big to do about things. Like I don't ask for things for my birthday. I don't want anything. I'm just like, you know, just tell me, Hey, it's your birthday. I love you. And that's like, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good. Mm. Wait, we're going to, we're going to do a deep dive here guys. Okay. 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 Ready? Okay. Why don't you ask for things, Patricia? I don't need things. I don't need things. I don't need stuff. I don't need stuff to feel loved. Is that the wrong answer? What do you need to feel loved? I need love. I need hugs. I need, uh, attention sometimes. <laughs> what what happens Sometimes. if someone makes a big to do? How do you feel when oh. someone makes a to do or buys you an expensive gift? Oh, yeah, or... I do. I do. I feel I feel uncomfortable because um because because I don't need it and and don't waste it on me. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Waste what? I don't money. I don't know. I don't need stuff like stuff. I don't need like, okay. But here for the last like four years for my birthday, he's gotten me a gift certificate to go get a massage that I will take on any occasion. It's not a thing. It's an experience and I will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So that if he gives me that, I'm like, sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I also don't want to pretend that I like a gift when I don't like a gift. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. not that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my butthole now. Um, what, how did you feel? Okay. The other day when we were having this conversation about secrets and like when we were first getting to know each other and how you had secrets from me, mm-hmm. how did you feel the Christmas the first Christmas you were our nanny and I gave, I think I gave you like a nice purse or a wallet or something. You gave me a wallet, mm-hmm. like a coin purse. Yeah. It was like a coin purse. I use it as a wallet, but it's a coin purse. Uh-huh. Yes. I do remember that. And I remember feeling, uh, just kind of like beside myself because who in the world gets their nanny, like a nice gift, like a nice gift, not just like a box of chocolates or like a target gift card, but like a thoughtful, nice gift with value, with mm-hmm. monetary value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, so does it go ahead. It made, I'm sure that I'm sure there was a moment where I was like, why me? Ah, no, I'm sure that I'm sure I had that moment, but, but afterward, I remember feeling like, very 
Very loved. Why are you making such a a gross face when you say that? Because I'm trying to figure it out before you figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out before you do. I'm trying to put the pieces together before you tell me, see? I'm like, I know I see it already. Okay, so what did you what did you just figure out? I don't I know. But then, out. I don't know. But you know, if I felt really loved by receiving a thoughtful gift, then I don't know. Then why can't? Then why don't I? I don't know. It's not like I'm not thoughtful. I'm like a really thoughtful friend. I'm a good friend. Am I a bad mm-hmm. partner? Am I a bad wife? I don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're not great at everything, though. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, n- none of us are. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm rolling my eyes now because now I'm thinking about my parents now. Oh. Because uh, I feel like a lot of celebratory moments are just for show, you know, like for other oh. people. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. like, oh, it's our anniversary. Like, let's take a selfie and post it on Instagram. You know, like we have a, and it looks like, oh, look, we have a perfect relationship. Hmm. That's not what Kevin's asking for though. He's not asking for selfie and show. Mm-mm. He's just asking Mm-mm. for a little bit more enthusiasm. He likes to celebrate milestones like birthdays and anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to celebrate milestones too. Like I always have. I love having big birthday parties with my friends and balloons and wine and loud music and see. I don't. I don't like to make things all about me. I know, but like, but when you're at my parties, are you thinking like, God, Sally's so fucking annoying? No, no, I don't. In fact, I love celebrating my friends' birthdays. Like, I love going out to dinner and and having fun and making it to do about mm-hmm. my friends. But I guess when it comes to me, I'm like, ah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I think that there's just some like icky family stuff there. Like I think that your parents relationship kind of put some ick over what marriage looks like or how it's celebrated or made you mistrustful, right. Of like the institution or the um, propaganda around it mm-hmm. or, you know, but like you are really thoughtful and you are, um, a really loving partner. And I'm sure you, you always do something like super thoughtful for Kevin. Like, look what you do for your fans. What do I do? You know, like you, <laughs> didn't you just write like handwritten lyrics for a fan with like a loving note that was like happy anniversary. I do. I mean, people, people buy the lyrics. I'm not, I mean, but I don't have endless them. amounts like of, yes, I do. I offer them and it does take time. They do pay for them, uh-huh. but you know, I, I mean, I do, I try to be nice about it and like give them a little extra little note, note, notey note. I, th- I think that, I mean, I, I think that you're like maybe afraid you'll be ridiculed or judged or you'll do it wrong. You know, and that sucks. I'm always, it's hard. Anniversaries are hard and partners are hard because they know us so well and they see us screw up so often. And like, sometimes it's hard to be like, and happy anniversary person I haven't spoken to in two days because I was (laughs) pissed about how you loaded the dishwasher, you know, like, yeah, 
It's not always convenient, but Brian's so, my husband's so good about it. He always gives me like several cards with like real thoughtful notes. And then I won't even open them. He'll be like, did you open the card I gave you yet? And I'll be like, no. (laughs) Okay, good. So it's not just me. Oh no. Okay, good. No. Well, I think, um, I mean, I do think we'll, I don't think I know because we've talked about it today, but now I can't write him a card and have without him thinking like, Oh, you just wrote this card. Cause we had a conversation about it, but you know, maybe I'll just write one anyway and tell him you to fuck do off. Something else. You could, you could write him a poem on your body that says fuck off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to write a, him a poem on my body. All right. I've got one more. I've got one more. I'd like to share one Hit more it. from, from our, our peeps. This one says, I am a 29 year old virgin. The whole virginity thing eats me up on a daily basis. Ick. Oh. I feel like people can tell just by looking at me. I dread people finding out or knowing because mm. I feel it makes me less of a quote unquote normal human being. I feel mm. it stops me um, from making new friends as I'm super defensive because I don't want people to get too close and know my secret. I know if people knew I would be whispered about and mocked. I don't think that the people, I, I think that the people who really love you, which those are the people who matter would not mock you. But you also have every right to keep that to yourself. Mm-hmm. I just hate that it um, that it bothers you all the time. Yeah, because you feel like you are supposed to have had sex by now or something. Yeah, that's tough. I think it is tough, and it sucks because I wonder if they have been mocked, you know, Mm. or if they have had experiences where people were dicks or assholes, like, because people can be terrible. Yes. Yes, they can. I think part of the work is like digging deep and loving yourself and putting that shit back on people. If they mock you of like, Oh, does it make you uncomfortable that I'm a virgin? Huh? Like that's your shit motherfucker. You know, not the person with the secret, but the person who's judging, (laughs) you know, like totally. Just give it, uh, that's my, that's my mom you're, advice. You're so good at that. You're so good at putting things out there and then just like seeing how it affects other people and just going like, huh, you clearly have feelings about that. <laughs> so many years, Yeah. so many years of work, so many years. I mean, I think instead of like internalizing it and like making it something well, that's wrong with you, it's like, oh, you have thoughts and feelings about that thing. I spent years making myself smaller, quieter, Mm -hmm. less shiny, Mm -hmm. less interesting, less funny, less unique, less inappropriate, less uh, flirtatious, less, you know, Mm -hmm. like every, I feel like all of my intimate circles for way too long were circles of people trying to turn me down, you know, like turn the volume down on me. Mm And I'm just a loud person. And I think uh, part of that is just like, 
there was, I think most of that work came actually when I was under supervision as a counselor because other counselors who would be in supervision with me would really get angry with me about, or be intimidated by me or be, um, just not like me. They'd be in group supervision with me and just not like me. I have a hard time with that. With not liking with people? people, like with the thought of people not liking me. Well, I had a hard time too. And I, uh, had a really wonderful supervisor, the one who I used to vomit onto his voicemail, who would in the middle of supervision say like, hold up, Sally doesn't need to dumb herself down. Are you feeling insecure in your skills? Because Sally is good at this. Like, hold up. Sally's fine. Sally, shut up. Hmm. Let this person process their stuff. This isn't your stuff. And I mean, for years I would be like, oh, oh, well, I have faults. I have flaws. I'm here are all my mistakes. And I would just like lay out my vulnerabilities, like cards, like, see, look at all these terrible things about me. So people would like me more, like not be intimidated Uh, by you or yeah. Not being intimidated or not be put off Mm -hmm. or not be, you know, it's just so I could like feel like I had a heart connection with them Mm. or, but it didn't serve me. Right. And, uh, and the, I think also having children, like having so I have three children. And so having children, you grow a, um, a mother bear sort of fuck offness. And if the world doesn't like you or your kids, you just kind of like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see that you don't like us. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's your stuff. Yeah. I don't have time to. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do think about like, (laughs) I've been thinking about, I didn't have um, sex till the middle of college. Like, I was a virgin for a long time. I didn't have have sex till like like, almost the very end of college. See, so normal. So there's that maybe. And so normal. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll even say I've only had sex with two people. Pretty normal. Maybe I should clarify intercourse. I don't know. People use this. People use sex a lot. Intercourse. Uh But, but I totally, but I totally, I do get that. I for sure get that. I mean, when I was 20 or 21 and I still hadn't had sex yet, there was, there was definitely a feeling of like, kind of maybe what's wrong with me. So (laughs) I get that. I know what's wrong with me now. It's called religious trauma. I figured, I figured it (laughs) out. Exactly. Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. It just came out. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's funny. It's, we can laugh about it now. No, no, I don't think, I don't think your religious trauma is funny. I also have like inappropriate reactions to emotions, which makes me an awesome counselor, but I just have to laugh when when you said that. I think when you laugh, it lightens it. It, it's, I'm, I'm not bothered by it at all. Like when I'm like, Hey, I used to steal a lot and you start laughing. I'm like, Oh, I guess it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) So it's fine. Cool. Cool. Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. I I was, I was thinking, I've been thinking like, God, I'd wish, I wish I'd had more sex with sex with more people. Like just like over my life. Well, your life's not over. Middle age. I know, but I've been married for. Don't you have friends that are opening up their marriages and stuff? How's that working out? Or has that already crashed and burned? You don't know. I mean, I, I did. I don't know how that's working out. Mm. It's not, 
it's like weird to text about it. Like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm just curious how that's going for you guys. How's your boyfriend and your other boyfriend <laughs> like, and your husband? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's very interesting to me though. I'm totally fascinated by it, but I don't know. I don't have any of the good old dirt on it right now, unfortunately. <sighs> so, mm. you, yeah. Secrets. Everybody has well, them. Oh, um, do you want to, are we going to play two truths and a lie? Um, do you want to tell a secret? <laughs> okay. I think I can. Yeah. I think I can. Let me see. Yeah. I got <clears throat> okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I pluck hairs from my boobs. That's the first thing. The second thing is, the second thing is in college, I traded class notes sometimes for weed. That's the second thing. And the third thing is I can masturbate without making a single noise. Those are my three things. Okay. She's not going to tell me which one is true. No, which ones are true. I'll just which let ones you ponder. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I feel really. Oh. Yeah. Feelings. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, right here we go. Sally's two truths and a lie. Um, not in any, not in I, order. Not in any order. I may have dated one of my cousins. Okay. Okay. Um, um, Oh, oh, when I was little, um, I would try to break my own legs to get my sister in trouble. Ouch. Um, okay. And, and as a teenager, my friends and I would urinate in houses that were under construction in our neighborhood as a way of rebellion. I don't know. Okay. There you go, guys. There you go. Okay. Ready for one last joke? Yes, I am. Okay. What kind of bees make milk? Milk bees. Boobies. Yay! I love boobies. I know. My son loves boobies too. He loves booby jokes. He told me tonight when I was unloading the dishwasher, he was like, I love you and your boobs. And I was like, you can't say that out loud anymore, buddy. Wow. I know. Yeah. We're getting that. He's getting to that age. I can't believe he's eight already. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. He's eight and he's really into boobs. And I'm like, yeah. Well, the last time I was at your house, gonna... we were hanging out by the pool and he was like, Patty, is that your bathing suit? 
yes. Well, it's really mm-hmm. small. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. It's bathing suit season, guys. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Wait, let me check my notes and see if I have any more. Okay. I just, I just have to let, I'm just so happy. You know, one thing I didn't share, I'm so, I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. No, go ahead. One thing that I didn't share is that I actually kept a significant relationship secret for like, for like three (laughs) years. Like how did we get through this entire episode about secrets? And I haven't shared that I kept a relationship secret for almost three years. Why? Was it like forbidden? So in like a legal sort of way, not in a legal sort of way, but so, Mm. um, in my old band, um, there was a, there was a rule that we had, um, and it was basically the, the rule was basically no one's allowed to date Patty, which in hindsight is like, (laughs) I'm very flattered by that rule. No, it's such a shitty rule. Like who does that hurt? (laughs) Patty. (laughs) Yeah, or everyone that's in love with me, like so many people in my band are just in love with me and they just want to be with me. But um, there was, but you know, young love and you just, anyway, I I was in love with the drummer of that band, like legitimately for real. And, um, and he was in love with me and... We were together and in the, at the beginning, our relationship, well, our relationship was a secret for most of the relationship, but at the beginning it was actually quite thrilling. Like Mm. the relationship, the secrecy of it was exciting. Mm. Um, but it got old. It for sure got really old and, and taxing and, and it wasn't fun for the last Mm. I don't know, year or so. It was tough. And in hindsight, now I'm also, no, no. I mean, (laughs) for for like the first six months, okay. Like, okay, I'll give myself a pass for like the first six months, but like, we should have just, we should have just, we should have just been like, Hey, we're, we, we like each other. So, so, so what now? And it probably would have been fine. I mean, I mean, I think, yeah, like the Sally, mo- Sally motto would have been like, we like each other. Fucking deal with it. Deal with it. Just like, I wish I had, because I think, <laughs> and the, like I said, in the beginning it was thrilling, but I think after that, it just, it was stupid. It was, I was just afraid. I was afraid that, mm-hmm. um, people were going to be upset by it so much that they didn't want to be in a band with me anymore or something. And that band meant everything to me. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I was just afraid and I wish I hadn't mm-hmm. been, but it's what it is. Yeah. And I think, I mean, <clears throat> that, that band, that time was such like a time of transformation for you that I think that like that's when you were like becoming a part of our family. That's when you were transitioning away from like the religion for when you were transitioning sure. from college person to adult woman. Who am like I in own, this world? Yeah. yeah. Like your own apartment, your first apartments. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe I needed it. Maybe it just, it served its purpose. It was, yeah. Yeah. And your family kind of, trained you on secrecy maybe a little like 
or compartmentalizing for sure, like who you are and where you put things and who you show it to. And Mm -hmm. I remember when you came out to me about your secret relationship and I thought you were going to just tell me you were gay. Yep. I was going to be like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I know. You were going to be like, yeah, I know, Patty. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're like, I'm in a secret relationship with my drummer. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm sure I laughed. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you were crying and I was laughing. Yeah, that's okay. Pretty normal. (laughs) Pretty normal. That's, I mean, it's pretty, it's very on brand for me. It is on brand. I feel like we need some like merch stickers that says like on brand with just like tears, like a tear, tear emoji, single tear drop that says like so on on brand. brand. Yeah. So on brand for you. Mm -hmm. Any other secrets that you want to share with us? Um, no, you know, um, I'm going to keep that poop one all to myself, I think for now. And I'll revisit that at a later time. Um, but you know, in conclusion, (laughs) in conclusion, everyone has secrets Yeah, and hopefully they're not eating you alive. Yeah. And if they are y'all and if they are find someone to talk to, yeah, right. Find someone safe to share those secrets with or write them in your journal and burn it. (gasps) Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> Burn it. <laughs> oh, ooh, I also have another one. <laughs> another what? A joke? Another. No. Oh, I do have so many of those, but no, I have another way to deal with She's oh. rubbing her face. She's like, oh, fuck, Sally. I have another way of dealing with secrets. Yes. So you could like take a, if you have Play-Doh or clay, you like take a piece of it and then you write like in like a pencil or something in the clay, like just like scraping into it. Right. Uh-huh. So it like inscribes it and then you can roll over it with your car or you can throw it at the refrigerator or you can like hammer it. Like there's, if you like need to like destroy it. Yeah. I think you might need to destroy some things right now. I constantly destroy things. I need yeah. to destroy. I have so much rage. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to leave it there. If you'd like to record a question or a comment for a future episode of The Feelings Club, give us a ring on the banana phone at 725-FEELING. That's 725-333-5464. Or you can use the voice memo app on your phone to record your question and email it to us at thefeelingsclubpodcast at gmail.com. Sally and I appreciate everyone who helps to spread the word about the show. We rely heavily on your word of mouth and reviews, tweets, and people posting about the show on Instagram. Visit our website, thefeelings.club. Sign up for our newsletter and check out Sally's blog. Follow us on Instagram at feelingsclubpodcast and Twitter at feelingsclubpod. The Feelings Club podcast is produced every week by Dwight Baker and me and my co-host, Sally Rumsey. Thank you for listening. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as a replacement for therapy or medical advice by a licensed doctor. This is not your therapy, y'all. The Feelings Club. Invite all your friends to the Feelings Club. Come be a part of the Feelings Club.